Here we go. It's Wednesday, the middle of the week, and a great day for talk radio. It's also the time we say hi to our buddies in the round table. Ernie Eves, a former premier and finance minister here in the province. How's Ernie? I'm great. How are you? Likewise. Thank you, Ernie. Uh, John Turley, you are risk management consultant specializing in capital markets, extensive experience on Bay and Wall Streets, and at one time the associate editor of the Financial Post and senior editor at the National Post. John, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Thank you for coming in. And Buzz Hargrove, former national president of the Canadian Auto Workers, now a distinguished visiting prof at Ryerson University's Ted Rogers School of Management. How's Buzz? That's great, John. Good to have you in here as well. Always uh, interesting when you guys come in and collude on this uh, juggernaut. Be careful what word you use there. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, I mean, it's, it's become a negative. Hey, but, but listen, let me, how about conspire? Conspiracy is also a dirty word. Patrick Brown, in his just-released book, uh, it's called Take Down, The Attempted Political Assassination of Patrick Brown. Sounds pretty dramatic, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the you know, Dealey Plaza, Grassy Knoll. Well, Sounds like something uh, Buzz might write. Buzz, you wrote a book. But the t- I wrote a the, couple books. To me, the title sounds aspirational. Attempted takedown? Right. <laughs> I think he was taken down. Well, uh, you know, there's no question about that. Well, he's now the mayor. Yeah, the mayor of Brampton. He was, he was steps from being uh, in the premier's office. Uh, it, it, he was taken down. All right. Well, again, you know, uh, it's is it a political assassination? Is that being, uh, you know, a little hyperbolic here? You know, going over the, like I was saying, it's not JFK material, because uh, he was felled by three shots from the Texas School Book Depository, <laughs> and Patrick Brown was felled by an underage schoolgirl suppository, uh, but she wasn't. Anyway, Ernie, uh, I always like to get a laugh out of you, because as a conservative, uh, <laughs> you probably hear inside stuff. <laughs> so what do you make of the uh, allegations against Vic Fideli that, uh, and Patrick Brown makes these allegations in the book that uh, he had uh, sexual misconduct allegations tabled against him by a Queens Park staffer who didn't want anything to do with an investigation. She wouldn't sign off on it or anything. Patrick alleges this. And Fideli, in his response, said uh, he's taken legal counsel. He denies them categorically and so on and so forth. But the whole idea now, the NDP is the official opposition. They're up in uh, arms suggesting that, well, if Doug Ford is going to be consistent, Fideli has to at least, you know, temporarily walk the plank uh, until a further investigation exonerates him. You think it's enough to actually uh, have Fideli, you know, step down temporarily? Well, first of all, we don't know if this is factual or not. I mean, one person says one thing, the other person says exactly the opposite. I mean, how do you know who knows what and who's saying what? I mean, it's always possible, I guess, that there were some suggestions made about anybody, and if that is resolved uh, within the party and there are no complaints and the alleged complainant agrees to uh, a non-disclosure agreement and signs off, I mean... It's done. Uh, quite often, as Mr. Ford, Premier Ford, pointed out last week, but something totally different, that, you know, quite often the complainant in these matters does not want the issue to become public. They do not want to be identified themselves. And so I just think you have to have a process in place that deals with these things adequately and gets to the nub of the, the problem and solves it. Well, all right. And because the NDP's deputy leader came out with a statement, it's kind of alluding to the Jim Wilson story from uh, almost two weeks ago. 
if a woman has made sexual misconduct allegations against Vic Fideli, I assume that Doug Ford will be immediately ordering a fully independent investigation and be removing Mr. Fideli from cabinet while that investigation takes place. If there is any truth to the allegations that the conservative government is protecting Mr. Fideli by buying the silence of his victim, Ford needs to come clean with the people of Ontario. Obviously, protecting a powerful man who has committed any sort of misconduct is wrong. John Turley, you were way in on this one. I mean, these are allegations. Fideli denies them. He's lawyered up, or he's sought counsel, let's say. Uh, allegations enough to say, you've got to step down? Well, you know, here's the thing that, that's troubling about how the NDP is positioning this, particularly when they have uh, so often talked about victims of, of uh, sexual assault and not re-victimizing them. We don't know of any woman that's come forward and made an allegation against Vic uh, Fideli. That's true. None. So... You know, first of all, we, we don't have the facts to support that claim by the NDP opposition. So uh, if, if it is true that someone had a concern and did not wish to come forward, what is the opposition doing here? Are they trying to out this person? Are they trying to turn this person into, you know, uh, turn their life upside down? I mean, I think if I was the NDP, I'd be digging a little bit harder. I wouldn't be, you know, starting off by saying, yeah, Patrick Brown is right, especially someone like Patrick Brown, who's obviously got a grudge against Vic Fideli. Uh, I would be saying, okay, we've got research money. Let's dig into this. Let's see if there's any truth to it, and let's get the facts. I mean, my own view is that they've kind of blown this. The NDP has. All right. It's lending credence before uh, they're going off half-cocked is what you're saying. But how about you? Do you think, I mean, again, allegations, and something we learned from the Kavanaugh case, you know, this woman, uh, Blasey Ford, who wanted to just remain in the shadows, she wrote this letter that got into the hands of Diane Feinstein out in California. Next thing you know, Feinstein sits on it and blows it up in the 11th hour. That's kind of a sordid way of approaching things, isn't it? Well, uh, well, let me deal with first uh, this uh, issue, uh, because the NDP spokesperson says allegations are made by a woman. Right. There's been no allegations made, to my knowledge, uh, by a woman. I haven't heard one person say that. As, That's right. As John just it's said. only internal with Patrick and, Brown's yeah, accusation. Pat, Patrick Brown's writing a book, trying to sell some books. And what, how do you sell books? You get some controversy uh, going. And uh, this looks like one of, those, uh, uh, one of those times. And I agree with Ernie. If there's bound to be these situations when you have the human beings that are working together, working uh, late at night uh, and involved in very high profile and very intensive uh, issues that uh, that are uh, about the people of Ontario. There's bound to be some of these things that happen. The question is, can the party handle it internally? Do they have a procedure to deal with it and deal with it fairly so both sides come out uh, feeling that they have not been wronged by uh, by the situation? Because it's, it's equally wrong uh, to have someone accused and that person be innocent. I concern myself uh, uh, with that uh, as well. All right, damned by accusation. Well, let me tell you, Brown writes in the book that he informed Fideli he intended to look into allegations, uh, these allegations, and also told him not to have contact with the accuser. Brown says he met with the woman who was, quote, adamant that she didn't want any action or investigation done, period. She wanted to go no further, end quote. Sources say the woman refused to participate in the investigation into Fideli once it was launched. The findings of that investigation have never been made public. Global News has also been told by sources the woman signed a non-disclosure agreement and received a financial settlement in relation to her departure. 
In his book, Brown writes, the woman was let go but kept on the legislative payroll. Global News could not verify Brown's claim. So it's all hearsay at this point, I guess. It's just- well, I mean, it's, it's you know, if, if, for example, if I was digging through this as a historian, I'd wa- it's being cast as, as though she made a, a complaint about him from, like, a sexual nature, right? We don't know in any way what the context of, of, of the complaint was. You know, the context may be, I just feel uncomfortable around him sometimes. Like, like there's no, there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing there, uh, you know, in, in what Patrick Brown has written well, uh, hang from, on. from the quote that you just gave. Oh, okay, and uh, here's another one then. I'll just uh, further enlighten. Uh, regarding the specific allegations, uh, Patrick Brown's press release states, Vic Fideli would greet me, this is the woman, Vic Fideli would greet me and then proceed to kiss and hug me. Upon releasing me from the embrace, he would glide his hands up against the side of my breasts, end quote. That's what Brown has in the book. But the thing is, she hasn't said that. Right. I mean, what you're doing is you're taking um, from a secondhand person, a secondary source, as opposed to the primary source, what's being said here. So all you can do is assume that Patrick Brown got the story right. But you have to remember, Brown is interested also in taking down Vic Vidali. All right, so he's, he's not exactly committed to uh, an unbiased <clears throat> position here. And releasing the book as he has now, which is very clearly set up to, to as a payback uh, uh, you know, against the, the provincial conservatives, you have to take, I think, all of it with a grain of salt and try and find, if you want to go through this, proof that any of this actually and, occurred. And he, he shouldn't wonder why Vic Fidelli joined the group who had the knives out to take him down. <laughs> if he told him, I'm coming after you. <laughs> All right, chicken and egg. We don't know who's, uh, you know, giving the other guy grief first off. But uh, look, it's uh, something I'll park for now because, uh, had, as had been mentioned in the previous hour, the timing, to your point, John, uh, it's not just the payback. It's also Vic Fidelli's fall economic statement comes out tomorrow. And to coincide with that, I guess he's trying to throw shade on Minister Fideli, and uh, how much traction this will get is anyone's uh, guess. I'm even curious as to how many books will be sold. Does any? I mean, look, uh, you know, a couple of weeks is an eternity in politics. You'll have to talk to these two authors. Well, well, just remember the the NDP has now got research money as the opposition, so they'll be buying a lot of them over there. Well, I wanted to ask about that because the fall economic (laughs) statement is going to be, I guess it's going to, you know, uh, keep the research money out of the hands of the liberals because they don't have party status and apparently it's going to be harder to secure going forward after tomorrow because the conservatives are changing the rules fairly or not we'll discuss in a moment with our round table ernie eves john turley Ewart, buzz hargrove here on the oakley show global news radio 640 toronto